Hey guys, and welcome back to Grace of a Military Child and Life podcast. Life from the perspective of a military family member is way different than a civilian standpoint. Military children and family members give up their hopes and dreams to be able to stand by and support their service member, and it isn't an easy lifestyle for anyone to live. I hope that this podcast is able to help connect the military community and give others just a glimpse into what the military life is like from the perspective of spouses and children. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Grace of Military Child and Life podcast. Today, I'm here with Riley. So Riley, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. I'm super excited. Thank you for having me. Of course. So you are an Army brat. I am an Army brat. So what's your experience been like as an Army brat? Being an Army brat is very different than like being a regular child, especially when you move around a lot. Because yeah. you're never in the same place for a long period of time. So it's hard when you have to make new friends, like experiencing the different climate and trying to fit in. Yeah, it's really hard, especially, you know, to understand at such a young age because you're how old? I'm 12. Yeah, so it's really hard to understand at 12, you know, moving around and making new friends. And, you know, the younger you are, the, you know... <laughs> I find at least the older I get, the more I'm like, all right, I'm good with just like one or two really good friends. But like when I was little, I was like, okay, I want to be friends with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and so it's very social. Um, but it's hard, you know, moving around and being like, okay, I have my group of friends here, but, you know, I'm moving in a mm-hmm. couple of years or I'm moving next month. And it's like, okay. Yeah. I have to leave my old friends behind and I have to make new friends now. <laughs> so it's definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where have you lived? Where do you, where do you remember living? Where have you lived? What, what, what is that like? I've lived in five different locations, but I mostly remember living in Cuba and Bahrain. Yeah. And so in Cuba, we were like isolated on an island. And I remember like the flight were like so annoying because you would never know when you make it on a flight and right. so you're just sitting there waiting to hear if your name's called it was just so intense especially being like young I was in like first through third grade at that time but I didn't understand what was really happening when they wouldn't call yeah. us yeah, and there's like, like a priority list, right? And you mm-hmm. have to kind of run through the list. And if you're not up there, there's a good chance you're not getting called. Yeah. And then living in Bahrain, I remember the first time we got there, everything was going great. And then our luggage didn't show up. And so we had to like buy clothes with our principal. And she was really sweet. And it was just so different because everywhere else has been, all of our stuff has made it with us. And so I got used to that. And they all spoke like a different language. And so it was hard fitting in. Like when you'd go to like the mall, everyone like dressed differently, speaking in Arabic and you spoke in English. So. Yeah, it's definitely a whole different culture, you know, trying to, like you said, fit in and kind of feel like you're a part of it in an extent. But because we 
I mean, military kids, we all know we're going to probably end up being moved in a couple mm-hmm. years or a couple months or whatever that time frame is like. We all know we're going to end up moving again um, until you finally get somewhere and you're like, all right, we're, we're staying here for quite a while. But you want to keep kind of, you know, especially in other countries, you want to experience culture. You want to kind of learn what it's like living in another country. But at the same point, you're like, you need to keep your American roots too, because yeah. most likely you're going to end up, you know, back in America, you know? Um, so you have to kind of find that balance of, okay, blending into the new culture, but keeping your old roots. And it's even, even in America, like, let's be real. I've lived in Ohio. I've lived in Texas and I've lived in Florida. Each place is so different. <laughs> like, you know, I have part of me yeah. from each of those. So it's it's important to kind of blend it all together. Yeah. What is it like, you know, for you? Because you mentioned your two main places that you remember the most are Cuba and Bahrain. What's it like moving from country to country to country? It's very different because most people that like, in Cuba, when we first moved there, lots of people from America, and so it wasn't really hard to fit in, mm-hmm. but it was definitely different because it was very hot there. There was hardly any rain, and there were different creatures that I've never heard of until I moved there, like yeah, banana rats and iguanas. <laughs> so <laughs> we have I iguanas was, in Florida, but yeah. <laughs> and so it was definitely scared when I first heard that banana rats like ate the wires under your car or Mm -hmm. iguanas like I heard a story about an iguana that almost bit a girl's finger because she was feeding it and stuff and so that was definitely very scary especially at a young age and then in Bahrain everyone most of the people have either lived there their entire life or um they're moving soon. Like when I got there, they were moving soon. So I'd become friends with them and then they leave or I'd become friends with them, but wouldn't really understand what they were saying because yeah. they spoke a different language and English is like their second language. Yeah. And it's definitely hard, you know, when English is your first language, trying to learn, you know, even a small portion of another language, like in high school, you have to take a language. I took Spanish. It went in one ear and out the other ear. <laughs> like, I know hola. I know como estas. You know, I know the basic mm-hmm. things to give me by. But, you know, it's so hard learning a different language when you have one native language. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you grow up speaking that. So it's it's definitely that culture shock feeling of there's so many new things going on around you and you just don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it like going to school in other countries? Is it the same? Is it different? Do you notice anything weird? Well, in the schools I went to, they were like Dodia days. So they were kind of private, but they weren't like private where you had uniforms. They weren't that private, but they're like right. private schools, and other students had to pay to get into them if they weren't like American. And so we learned different things, like in Bahrain, when I was in sixth grade, we were learning about ratios and math, and then we were learning about, like, the, how the human form, like, began. But when I moved here and went to public school, in math, they were like, 
behind. So I already knew ratios, but they were learning them. And then in social studies, we were learning about India and different countries. And I didn't learn that there. So it's definitely different. And I thought like everyone learns the same thing, but I was wrong. And I found that out very soon. Yeah. When I was, I went to a public school in in Ohio. And when I moved to Texas, when I was in fourth grade, um, you know, it was so different. We didn't learn history in Ohio. We didn't learn science in Ohio that we had just started learning about the weather in fourth grade in Ohio. Like it was that crazy. Um, and when I moved to Texas, we learned Texas history. So we learned all about the Alamo and, you know, everything to go with Texas. And, you know, we were way further ahead in math and, you know, when then I moved to, to Florida, it was like, okay, well now I have to figure out where I'm going because I went from, you know, a military base school to a school where it's like, all right, now we're back to public school (laughs) (laughs) and it's all so different. And then, you know, sometimes credits don't transfer and you have to retake classes and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's a huge mess where it's like, okay, now we have to figure this out again. And then we move and now we have to figure this out again. Is it hard, you know, going, you, you mentioned ratios, like you were, you moved and then you were behind, like the, the other class was behind and you had already learned ratios. Mm-hmm. Um, is it hard being in a classroom and being ahead of the other students that you're like, I already know this, like, let's move on to something harder. It's definitely strange because whenever you're learning about it, I was like, I already know what to do. And everyone else would be like so confused and I'd be the only person to understand how to do it. And yeah. so it felt, it felt odd. And I was tired of learning about ratios. I was ready to learn about like our next unit. But it was also like better because I could like practice more yeah. and understand a little more how to do it. So it was like odd and it was helpful at the same time. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, weird when you're like, okay, I already know this, like, let's move on. But like you said, it's good practice. Um, My fifth grade teacher, she had a sign in her room and it, we were in Texas. So it was a Tim Duncan (laughs) quote, um, who is a famous basketball player from San Antonio. And it said, good, better, best, never let it rest until your good gets better and your better is best. And so that was always like, I would walk into class, I would look at the sign (laughs) and I would keep learning, but you know, everything is, you know, everyone says practice makes perfect, which is true to an extent, but practice makes like, it doesn't necessarily always make perfect, make you perfect. Cause you know, you're never going to be perfect at things, but practice is always good practice. You know, it's always helpful to, to review things and to learn things again. And especially, you know, learn ratios from someone else. Cause you might, mm-hmm. you might understand something a little bit more. What is it like you know, so you do have an older sister and what is it like, you know, I always said it's like having a built-in best friend, right? So moving from place to place to place to place, what is it like having a sibling for you? It's, I don't know how to explain because like, she's like 
in high school until I'm in middle school. And so if we went to the same school, it'd be like awesome because like know at least someone. Yeah. But we don't go to the same school. So it was like when we first moved, it was like I have to make my own friends. I can't be friends with her friends. <laughs> and so it was definitely odd. And um traveling like me and her would like talk and um express our feelings about not wanting to move yeah. and stuff but um <clears throat> it was definitely different because we went to the same school like when we lived in Cuba or Bahrain because our schools were connected it was like a K through 12 grade right. school basically and so I'd see her in the hallways passing if we stayed there longer I'd have I'd probably have all of her teachers and they always knew me because my mom works at that school too. Yeah. So moving to like Clarksville and going states been different because my mom's not at my school, my sister's not at my school, I'm the only one at my school, and so it's different. Yeah, you have to, you know, find your own footing in the school, mm-hmm. right? You can't. My sister was the same way. She basically, you know, we were at the same school for the the most part because she's only a year younger than me but um she still to this day she's friends with my friends like I make (laughs) I make friends for the two of us but you know it's definitely hard being a sibling and you know having to kind of figure out your own path sometimes because Mm -hmm. you can't always rely on your siblings yeah yeah, especially, you know, moving and making friends. Like, you have to have your own friends, and mm-hmm. your sister has to have her own friends. Especially, yeah. this this will be great for once, you know, your sister moves out, and it's just you. Mm-hmm. And then when you move out and go to college and things like that, or whatever your plans are, you know, you'll have kind of a background in, mm-hmm. in making your own life for yourself, too. What do you think has stuck out to you from the military life what is one thing that you are like okay I'm so thankful for this I'm thankful that I get to like experience different cultures that not a lot of other people get to so people like that aren't in the military like you're so privileged for being able to go to that place like we would never go there close to our home and like mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're kind of right yeah and, like different but it's a good difference because I know that some people might not be able to experience that. And it's cool to experience that type of culture. It's cool to see the new animals that I've never heard of, yeah. like iguanas <laughs> or um, banana rats. Like yeah. it was, it's definitely different, but I'm grateful that I got to be a part of that for like a few years of my life. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, it is something that most people don't get to experience and you know, while moving sucks and making mm-hmm. new friends is not always the funnest thing to do and leaving your old friends and you know, everything terrible and you know, hard that comes with the military life, it's still so great to to be able to look back and be like I would never have gotten to do this if it wasn't for the military. Yeah. 
yeah, all of those fun experiences and those, those wild moments, those crazy, you know, animals, that, you know, <laughs> you never would see anywhere else. Yeah. Um, my fiance lived in Japan and he said they have banana spiders, which are like huge spiders. <laughs> oh, wow. And I said, no, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's so many different animals and different cultures. Mm-hmm. But if you had to give one piece of advice to another military child to say whatever you want to tell them, what would you say? I tell them it's going to be different, but you will like enjoy the place you're at at some point and you're gonna be happy that your family moved there and you're gonna love it yeah from me being a military child yeah and there are some places where you get to and you're like all right when are we gonna move like you Mm -hmm. know you don't like being there in the moment but then you leave and you're like oh you know that was actually pretty cool (laughs) Mm -hmm. um And there are some places where you never want to leave because you're like, oh my gosh, I love this place. But everyone has to always leave and, you know, at some point or another or something happens and, you know, you move and it sucks. But, you know, make the most of every moment you have because it's only it's only going to be there for a second and then you're going to you're going to lose it and move on to something else. Yes, for sure. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. for having me. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Grace of a Military Child and Life. Make sure to set a reminder for every Tuesday to listen to a new episode. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Grace of a Military Child and Life. If you have any questions or want to be on the podcast, send a message to one of our social media platforms or email grace.of.a.military.child at gmail.com. See you next week.